creates opportunities for the criminal underworld. Ruthless mercenaries conspire with the separatists to disrupt and exploit the unstable situation within the Republic. Now, Anakin Skywalker and Ahsoka Tano descend into the treacherous gangster havens in an effort to find a corrupt and vile arms dealer who is buying weapons on the black market and selling them to the Republic's enemies. <laughs> Once again, Bucketheads, Mavar Tigar, welcome to the 70th lightsaber losing episode of MandoVision. Nargai Tom, and thank you so much for checking out this small independent Star Wars podcast where we're doing all the Star Wars podcasting. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Remember, the best way to reach out to us is via social media at Mando underscore Vision, Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show, MandoVisionTom at gmail.com if those 140 characters just aren't enough for you. They raised it though, didn't they? Is it like 240? I don't know. I, I I don't count. I just I just pay attention when it says you you you're, you're out. You're at your limit. So I don't know. If, but if you need more characters than 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 they allow, email email the show. That'd be great. And please be sure to like, subscribe, share, and uh, you know what? I messed that up. Let me say it again. Please be sure to like, subscribe, and share this show with all the other Mandalorians in your covert, if possible, or so inclined. Please give us those sweet sweet sweet. Five star reviews. They are what helps a small independent podcast like us not get lost in the shuffle, uh, not get put under the heel of the tyranny that is the algorithm. Help us stand up and fight that evil, evil algorithm. We would love it so, so much if you did that. We truly, truly appreciate it. All right, let's get into it. This is another Mandalorian. Oh my goodness. I wish it was another episode of The Mandalorian. This is. A, <laughs> we're doing the Star Wars, the Clone Wars rewatch series. It's, it's Monday, right? Like, that's what we're supposed to be doing. We're rewatching Star Wars, the Clone Wars, uh, in lieu of The Mandalorian episodes. Uh, but if you're, if you're a Mando truther like I am, uh, just wait for next week's show because, oh yeah, the, 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 the Mandalore plot begins. It's I'm I'm already excited. Like we may we may have to do three to sh three shows in one day just because I'm so excited to to get to the, the Mandalorian stuff in season two here. But we can't we didn't, we don't want to look too far ahead because we are on uh, season two episode eleven. This is lightsaber lost. The original air date for this episode was January twenty second, two thousand and ten, and yeah, that's what we're gonna talk about today. So let's go ahead do what we gotta do, and then we'll get on the other side of the sh of the of the of the of the little bumper that I put in there and. We're going to break it down and get into it. All right, you know what it is, what time it is. Strap on your buckets. Let's go. My lightsaber. Hey! My master's going to kill me. All right, like we said, this is Lightsaber Lost, which is Season 2, Episode 11, from January 22nd, 2010. The plot for this episode... It's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> During a mission in the underworld of Coruscant, a pickpocket steals Ahsoka's lightsaber. Too ashamed to tell Anakin she sets out for the thief alone, but gets help from Terra Sanube, an ancient Jedi master. 
Yeah, that's pretty descriptive. This episode directed by Giancarlo Volpe, written by Drew Z. Greenberg himself. This time the staff writer on board is Brian Larson. And, uh, yeah, we have a lot of, uh, well, listen, let, let, me give you, let me give you the Jedi Fortune cookie before we start getting into it. Uh, this episode's Jedi Fortune cookie is easy isn't always simple. And boy, don't I know it. This is like, that's, that's basically the motto at my, my place of employment. I feel like that sums it up to a T because uh, sometimes you think it should be easy, but there's always 75 different complications that arise in the the middle of the situation. It is what it is, though, isn't it? All right, so this is an interesting episode of the show. Um, I I, I think um, it's easy to overlook this episode as as being like a simple as as being a simple episode, much like his Jedi fortune cookie lesson. Uh, as, as, as a, again, a simple episode that teaches Ahsoka a valuable lesson. So it's kind of easy to overlook this one. Uh, but there's kind of a lot of moving parts in this episode that the, that the show kind of, I don't want to say they failed to go into and, and, and kind of pull apart some of the layers on this onion that, that the, the, the show has, this episode has. Uh, but there's some interesting things in here. Uh, most notably that we have, to, we have to talk about before we get into the show is we are introduced to uh, a, a four new alien species in this episode and uh they are all uniquely different uh most of them uh do not really make further appearances in the show but it's always great to to fill out that star wars galaxy so of course we have master terrace anube who is a cassian and uh he is an interesting character who we will talk a lot about him during during our recap of this episode because uh i liked i like master sanube quite a bit he's a character i kind of wish they had done more with um and i like the way they sort of introduce him uh, as sort of like this, this just wonderful juxtaposition, just kind of just the antithesis of, of the youthful Ahsoka Tano, who's who's constantly rushing headfirst into danger, uh, and and Taro Sanube is very very slow, methodical process uh, by which he he manages to get quite a bit done, and 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 so is again serves as a reminder to Ahsoka to slow down, be patient, be mindful, key tenets to a successful Jedi Knight, and and so so. Master Sanube is is a really interesting character that I enjoy quite quite a bit in this one. We also get to meet uh, uh, Bama Bamamu, Banamu Banamu. Excuse me, he's a patrolian, and he is the pickpocket who steals Ahsoka's lightsaber. And uh, yeah, that's all really really interesting stuff. And if I remember correctly, I haven't read the cast yet for this episode, uh, but I believe he's played by James Arnold Taylor, Obi Wan Kenobi himself steps up to be. Uh, Bonamu, and we are also introduced to our our sort of our our um our bad guys for the episode, right? Uh, first, we we meet Iona Marcy, who is the 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 girlfriend of Knack Movers, the uh, Trendoshan Trendosian uh, uh, killer assassin who procures Ahsoka's lightsaber from Banamu, and. We don't spend much time with Nack because when we finally catch up to Nack, he's already dead. But his living girlfriend is there, and that is, of course, Iona Mercy, who is a Salinga. That is her species, but she's basically lived on course on her entire life. Uh, that that it leads to the other character we have to meet, the one who Ahsoka pursues across the rooftops of Coruscant, which is Cassie Cryer, who is a Torellian Django jumper. And that does not mean she sneaks up on Django Fett and, and, and beats him up and takes his wallet. No, no, no. A ter- that is her homeworld is Torellia. And a Torellian Django jumper means uh, because like they're long limbs, they're very agile, uh, they're good at jumping. And as, as we see in the pursuit 
uh, that Ahsoka leads us on. The only other time, uh, Ioni species we never really see again. Throughout, maybe in the background of some stuff, but they're never really highlighted in the rest of the Clone Wars or in Rebels. Uh, and the same goes for, for Cassie Cryer and the, and the Terrellian Jango Jumpers, except until we get to Rebels. Once we get to Rebels, we see a Terrellian Jango Jumper in a very different light uh, because that Terrellian Jango, that particular Terrellian Jango Jumper is one of the Inquisitors looking for Kanan and for Ezra Bridger. And so that's a really exciting thing to look forward to. So keep that, keep that little nugget in the back of your mind for when we get to Rebels in 14 years and we'll uh we'll break it all down again we'll tie that we'll tie that loop uh just so cohesively it'll just be this wonderful beautiful shoelace that we've tied together for the trolley and Django jumpers but yeah so it's nice to be introduced to some new species see some new, new characters uh that, that can do new things and uh yeah you know you always like your star wars galaxy to be more fleshed out more uh, uh full you know it's it's a huge sprawling galaxy in star wars why why do we have to keep seeing uh like mon cows and and Stuff like that, you know. I can't, you know, I, I just had a random thought jump into my brain. I can't remember, offhand. I we have to, right? Like at some point, we see Bothans on the show, don't we? Or is that later? Do we not see Bothans for a while? Now, now I, pfft, I'm gonna have to Google that later. Oh well. If you know the answer, you know where to find me. Mando underscore Vision Twitter and Instagram. I want to see some Bothans. Dang it, they they paid a hefty price for those Death Star plans that were fraudulent in Return of the Jedi. So let's, let's hang out with some Bothans. Let's check it out. All right, let's get into our cast, though, before I do completely forget. Matt Lanter is back for the opening sequence, basically, as Anakin Skywalker in Bounty Hunter number 2. Ashley Eckstein takes the spotlight in this as Ahsoka Tano. Greg Baldwin is Tara Sanube, a police droid, and the Aqualish uh, driver that, uh, that, uh, that, that Ahsoka jumps on when she's jumping from that giant TV platform. Yeah, that's who that is. Meredith Salinger, Nettie Gann herself, is Ione Marcy. James Arnold Taylor is Bounty Hunter, Bounty Hunter number one. Banamu and the Hotel Attendant. Uh, Flo D. Ree is Jocasta New. Tom Kane is your narrator and Yoda. Jamie King is Cassie Cryer and Muck Muck Monkey. And Ian Abercrombie as Chancellor Palpatine. Yes, you can hear Chancellor Palpatine when he's making that sort of uh, address on the big giant uh, TV in the middle of the uh, spaceways. Uh, amongst the towers of Coruscant. So yeah, there it is. Let's get into this episode. Let's talk about it. I'm excited. Here we go. That is Terra Sanube. He's an elder Jedi. He happens to be an expert on the Coruscant crime world. I think he's sleeping. Yes. Well, he will be able to help you. Uh, pardon me, Master Sanube? What? Who? I was just resting my eyes. So this week's episode starts off simply enough. We're catching up with, with uh, Anakin and Ahsoka as they're making their way to the underworld of Coruscant to find a weapons dealer who's selling arms to the Separatists. And uh, that's pretty much the last time we're going to see Anakin because he very quickly apprehends the suspect. And that is when Ahsoka's adventure begins because that is when Bamaru picks her pocket, takes her lightsaber, and Ahsoka very much does not want to tell Anakin, that she has lost her lightsaber uh, in the underworld. And she fears, very much fears the, the consequences of what could happen in the, in the wrong hands of somebody like, like Knack Movers uh, having a lightsaber, all, the, all the, the, the death and pain that could be caused by that. So she keeps it under, under, under wraps. She's not going to tell Anakin. She's going to go out on her own and find it before he even knows that it's missing. Which is, uh, which is, 
I don't know. I feel like that's also very, uh, very Anakin-like. You know, I feel like Anakin would do the same thing. If you remember episode two, uh, you know, Attack of the Clones, Anakin loses his lightsaber quite a bit as well. Though his is, you know, m- m- based on dropping it and, <laughs> and things of that nature, not not having it stolen from him. But I, I think that makes, I think this makes for an interesting episode, uh, particularly the sort of determination that Ahsoka shows in making sure she gets her lightsaber back before uh, anyone comes to harm because of it. And uh, that is what leads her to uh, soliciting Jocasta New for help, uh, you know, trying to pa- pinpoint where the pickpocket is because she did get a look at Bamaru. She sees who it is. They're able to kind of narrow down the species. Uh, but Jocasta New is, is the librarian. She just doesn't do field work anymore. So she points to, points out Master Sanube, uh, who is a an authority on the criminal underworld at Coruscant. And he is going to aid Ahsoka now uh, in, in pursuing Bamaru and all the leads and where that takes them. It's really, really good. Solid stuff. Okay, okay, okay. His name is Movers, yes. And Knack Movers. Knack Movers? He's a very dangerous one. Well known in the underworld. Yes, exactly, yeah. I sell it to him, yeah, yeah. You should be afraid. I got a good price, huh? So, Master Sanube and Ahsoka catch up with Batamu, and they get that information about the lightsaber. And, and so one lead leads to the next, and Ahsoka's very frustrated, very angry. Uh, in that sequence in, in uh, Batamu's uh, chamber, his, his, his hotel room there, his motel room there, his no-tell motel room, um, I love the part where Ahsoka rears back like she's going to punch him, and Master Sanube chides her for the, that, that level of, of violence. And I thought that was... Uh, though he was okay with her uh, using the force to throw him up against the wall, <laughs> but I guess punching him in the face was, was a, t- a tad too far for Master Sanube. But I did think that was an interesting, again, sort of like this 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 you know di- diaspora of... Not diaspora, that's the wrong word. But, you know, just, just doing playing that age game on, on the show, on this, in, the, in this episode, uh, is so very, very interesting. And uh, this episode, I mean, you could talk about it I feel like it has a lot of uh, familiarity because, you know, these are sort of, this is sort of a, 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 a tr- I don't want to say, tr- again, I don't want to say trope, that's not the right word, but there is um, a familiarity with the plot. You know, you, this is something we've sort of have seen before. Uh, uh, I, I think you can even go back to like Kurosawa. He did a, he did a, a film, uh, he did a film called Stray Dog, and it was about a police detective who lost his gun and he had to, you know, get help from an older detective to find the gun. And, you know, that it stayed in the cop vein a lot. Like, you kind of see that with cop stuff a lot. Like, a cop loses a gun, a criminal has it, and you got to get it back before bad things happen with your gun. We've seen that sort of thing a lot. And, and why not pay, pay homage to that in, in Star Wars? And again, a Kurosawa reference in Star Wars is not unheard of. So I think it makes a ton of sense. And I, I like seeing it. I think Ahsoka and Sanube are a, a wonderful uh, tandem together, despite how... Uh, slow <laughs> Sanube is, and how much it it rankles Ahsoka to have to be uh, that 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 uh, again that slow to to have to stop and not be in motion all the time. And the same thing with her thoughts. You know, another interesting part of of their partnership is the way is what Sanube is able to teach her about the Force and how to use the Force. If she can calm her mind, she would be able to uh, intuit these things uh, the way that a master can. And, and that, that, you know, again, seeing that progression of going from a Padawan to a Jedi Knight to a, a Jedi Master. And, and it's, it's a long, arduous process. There's a lot to do with, uh, with 
you know, with aging, right? Like, you know, with age comes wisdom. Uh, I think it's the best, the best thing that can be said. And, you know, again, we, we've talked about that on the, on this show before and, and, and Star Wars, the Clone Wars and Star Wars in general. Uh, but it will, it's a continual, it will continue to be a theme throughout the series as, particularly as Ahsoka grows and she becomes wiser. You know, she learns a lot of lessons here in these early seasons that will come into play that will affect her uh, down the road as she matures into a, a darn fine Jedi Knight. And, you know, some might say, myself included, the ideal Jedi Knight. Actually, I pulled up that, that scene from just before they, they reached Ben, ben Maru's room uh, because I did really like it. I think it was is, is important to play it and, and check it out. So here it is, Sanube talking to Ahsoka and instructing her. You need to be more quiet, young one. Okay, okay. Not quiet with your mouth, quiet with your mind. You're so anxious to find this pickpocket that your worry is equal to his. So next up, we transition... Uh, to Knack Mover's apartment. And again, there's another, another little chat between Sanube and Ahsoka as they're walking the hallways. Uh, this is a very different hallway talk <laughs> than, than the hallway fights that we see in Star Wars. But, uh, you know, this episode uses the hallways as a way for uh, Sanube to impart some, some valuable lessons for Ahsoka. And so another hallway, another lesson. Let's check it out. Master, we've got to hurry. Patience, young one. You worry that if people die at the hands of your lightsaber, that you will be as guilty for their death as the one that strikes the blow. A valid concern, young one, and one for you to puzzle out. So next we get to, we arrive at Knack Mover's apartment. The two Jedi enter, they find Knack Mover's dead on the floor, and Iona Marcy walks out makes her makes her presence known in the episode. Now... Uh, from a storytelling per point of view, from from that perspective, this is when the episode sort of begins to lose me a little bit, uh, because it feels like we are joining another story already in progress, and the this episode doesn't do a great job of parsing out what that other story is, and that would be this whole Knack Movers, uh, Iona Marcy, and and uh, Cassie Cryer uh, triangle that they never really dive too deeply into. Uh, but I've had to go. I had to go online and, and explore because I was. I you know. Yes, you can sort of intuit some of the stuff going on in the episode, but the hows and whys aren't really explored. And and so, again, we know Knack Movers is a criminal, a moverish shaker kind of assassiny guy. On the he kills people, makes a lot of money, uh, big, fat Trandoshan, and. <laughs> <laughs> and he has this girlfriend, Iona Marcy. And uh, at some point, he decides that, uh, that, that they're going to bring in some, some like live-in protection. And that is in uh, the form of, uh, of uh, Cassie Cryer. Cassie and Ione begin to form a relationship. Again, not overtly expressed in this episode, but that, this is the material that I found uh, when, I, when I went exploring and researching this. Uh, so they conspired to poison... Knack movers the way that he poisons many of his victims, and also to help keep the keep the blame off of them, keep the blame away from them, uh, so that they can run off together and do their thing. And yes, uh, uh, according to Pablo Hidalgo of 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 Lucasfilm, uh, they are supposed to be a couple. So take that. <laughs> but again, it's not expressed in this episode. We don't get any of that backstory. We don't know exactly what it was that turned 
them against Knack and they had to kill him, other than I, I can only assume that once they realized that they had feelings for each other, uh, Knack was not the kind of person... You know, these, these killer types, they're, they're fairly possessive. So, so the odds are he was not going to let Iona Marcy just walk out the door with Cassie Cryer. Uh, so the plot was hatched to kill him using the poisons that he probably keeps readily available in his apartment. Uh, and that is how they dispatch with Knack Movers. And, and uh, Cassie is the main culprit, I suppose, in this. I mean, obviously Ioni is a big part of it, but she's the one with the lightsaber. She's the one on the run now that Ahsoka's chasing across the rooftops. This is when the episode's action kicks into high gear, and this is a lot of fun. You know, seeing that Tyrellian Django jumper skill set that, that Cassie has... Uh, is a lot of fun, it, it, especially when you sort of, again, play it against the skill set of a Jedi. You know, we see Jedi using the Force to do all these amazing things. Uh, the Tarlene Django jumpers are just so agile and so uh, quick afoot and, 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 and uh, that they sort of would, I guess, to an outsider, they would probably appear to be Jedi-like, the way they, they are able to fl- like basically fly through the air uh, almost unassisted, the way, the way that we often see the Jedi do but with the assistance of the Force. So that is interesting. I, I, I did like that visual. I thought that was a fun fun little thing for, for Ahsoka to do. Uh, particularly when, when, when Cassie believes that she sort of is Jedi-like, and the only real difference between her and a, and, and a Jedi is that she, until this moment, she didn't have a lightsaber. And that's one of those, one of those things that it's going to get her. It's going to get her in the end, and you know it is. Uh, I did like the struggle that Cassie has where she can't even like, turn the thing on at first. She can't even activate the lightsaber, bring the blade forth. Um, but yeah, Ahsoka determined... The, the, the determination Ahsoka, ah, Ahsoka shows in this episode, I think, is one of the strong points of it. Uh, and, and to her just... Uh, her unwillingness to let anyone come to harm because of, of, of losing her own lightsaber. And, and I love that about Ahsoka in this episode. Again, from a storytelling perspective... Uh, I, 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 I ding the, I'll have to ding this episode because I, you know, there's a ton of backstory between those three characters, between Knack and Ioni and Cassie, that we just don't get, and we have to kind of piece it together the way the, the, way the Master Sanube pieces it together. Now that is a great sequence as well. It's sort of cut in around the chase sequence between Ahsoka and Cassie, is Master Sanube, again, being very much Sanube, being patient and calm and sort of just puzzling out the inconsistencies in uh, Ioni's story and the, the facts that he sees before him, the body on the floor, the broken table, all of it. And the fact that uh, Ioni has said there was a group that, that came in and killed Nack, but Ahsoka has checked in and said he's, she's pursuing a one lone female assailant. And, and, and so the way he puts it together, uh, he's very Batman-esque in his questioning. <laughs> Maybe not Batman-esque, you know, there's not quite as much of a physicality on Master Sanube's part to be like the Batman, but he's definitely the Dark Knight detective of this episode. And, and so, so I love the way he's able to put things together. And again, you, 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 you put that up against the, 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 the chase across the rooftops of Coruscant with Ahsoka and Cassie, and it's so good. Uh, I love the action parts in this, the action sequences in this. Uh, I think it really helps drive the episode and the utmost importance, and, and, and drives home that importance of Ahsoka getting her lightsaber back. So let's catch up with Ahsoka and Sanube meeting up again. Uh, is going to go pick her up on a speeder bike. Uh, she has lost Cassie, the trailing Django jumper, uh, but they, and they don't know where she's going to go, so, so Ahsoka's very distraught. But back at the apartment, before Ioni fled, when she realized that Sanube was, was, was solving the mystery uh, already, <laughs> uh, Sanube placed a tracker on, on her, and we see that very early in the scene, because uh, Sanube is a smart, a smart fella. 
he knows something's up. Something, some the the game is afoot. If you were to if you were to be uh, Sherlock Holmes in this one, so he he very proactively places a tracer on Ione, and you know maybe it comes to nothing, maybe maybe it comes to something, and in this case it comes to something. So Master Sanube knows where to go, and that helps brighten Ahsoka's spirits. I have to, I think you have to chuckle when you watch the the sequence on the speeder bike. You know, it, uh, uh, I don't, you know, I don't want to say, <laughs> it's you don't want to make that joke about the way the old people drive. But they do in the in the show. I mean, Master Sanube, much like he walks, uh, it's slow but purposeful, <laughs> and that is how he flies his speeder bike. And Ahsoka has a hard time with that. So I want to play that little bit of that sequence because it does it does make me chuckle a little bit. Here we go. I see you've learned patience, young one. Where'd you get that speeder? I asked one of the police droids to lend me some transportation. They were kind enough to oblige. So slow. All the all the speeders go past them. Hey, you're driving too slow. We need to go faster. Patience. We'll cut them off at the train station. How do you know they're headed there? Did I mention I planted a tracking device on Ione, the girl that ran away? No. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love that so much. It's so good. And then we get another great sequence, this time on a train. And, uh, yeah, uh, it's it's wonderful. Uh, Ahsoka pursues Cassie. You know, Ione's been detained by the police droids who are uh, supposed to mirror the Keystone cops, if you, if you check out the visuals on that. Uh, but Cassie makes a run for it with the lightsaber. She's going to take hostages, do that whole thing. Uh, you know, Ahsoka, again, Ahsoka with no lightsaber, still pursuing on foot, still bound and determined, using the Force when she can. Uh, but this is when, 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 uh, when, when Cassie gets a little bit of a big head, and I'll play that clip right now. All right, let me set it up a little bit better here. The the train uh, the, the train pursuit it, it starts on the outside of the, on top of the train as they're making their way through Coruscant, uh, through the main city there. Uh, eventually, it does they break into the interior of the train. This is when Cassie begins to take hostages, and Ahsoka is going to do Ahsoka things. So let's check this out. It's a good sequence. I really enjoyed it. Here we go. You're trapped. Surrender now and turn the lightsaber over to me. Don't tell me what to do. I've got a lightsaber, and I'm as powerful as a Jedi. Big hit. I'll trade myself for them. You know how much I'm worth to the Jedi. It's a good deal. All you have to do is let them go. <laughs> Let me pause it right there, real, real quick. I do want to mention something I haven't mentioned yet. Uh, what do you, what do you all think of the mask that that Cassie wears? It's very bone-like. I think that's the point of it. I don't know. I was, I tried to find some information if that, if that was a, a Tyrellian Django jumper sort of uh, uh, part of their mystique, uh, and it was a little unclear or vague. But we, so we never actually see uh, what, what, uh, what, what Cassie looks like without that mask on because she does wear it throughout this episode. Uh, but it is a very interesting mask it, it it reminds me of several different horror movies i'll be perfectly honest with you it's got a little bit of a creep factor to it that i found a tad unsettling but yeah it's a mask so uh keep that in mind when you're, when you're watching this episode that's why it you know the the that's why 
in, in case you have any wonders about like, why, why does her face look so weird? But <laughs> it is a mask. All right, let's play the rest of the sequence. Once we're alone, you'd use some kind of Jedi force trick on me. No deal. These two stay with me. And you, you stay out of my way. Alright, so we're approaching the next train station. And there's Master Sanube. For a guy that moves slow, you always seem to get ahead of me. The value of moving slowly is that one can always clearly see the way ahead. All right, so that's when Cassie gets arrested. I want to break down that sequence because it's wonderful. Again, Master Sanube, one step ahead the entire time, gets ahead, gets over to the next train station uh, by mis somewhat mysterious means. I'm, I'm assuming he's going to be with the police. The police take him to the next station. They're like, oh, we'll catch him at the next stop. It's all good. I love the quick, deft motion that Sanube uses to reveal his lightsaber. It's in the cane that he's been using the entire time to walk around. You know, you, you feel like that... You know, you get that visual, and you're like, oh, he's he's old, he's he's a little impeded in his movements, uh, so he has his cane, this walking stick that he needs, uh, just to, you know, to keep his balance. Oh, not so fast, my friends. No, 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 a quick, a quick, mm. I don't even, it's not, it doesn't even, like, unscrew, it just, like, almost clicks out, and it's a lightsaber hilt right there on the tip of the cane. And uh, he's, again, very... Very little movement required, very little skill needed to uh, fight off Cassie and her attacks, which are clumsy and, and ill-trained, because that is who she is, clumsy and ill-trained with a lightsaber. So he very deftly knocks that blade right to Ahsoka's hands, and then the police, the Keystone Cop robots, of Coruscant, move in to apprehend the suspect, which, I mean, she's not really a suspect. We know she's guilty. 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 All right, let's go ahead and play like the final little sequence. Uh, back of the Jedi Temple, uh, Master Sanube and Ahsoka walking the corridors of the temple. And uh, there's one thing that Ahsoka can do to repay Master Sanube, so let's go ahead and check this out. Well, I best be getting back to my master before he misses me. Certainly. But first, I need one last favor from you. Sure. Name it. Pass on what you have learned. Okay, hold on. I'm pausing it right there real quick. Pass on what you... Think about that. You've heard that line before. That is Star Wars. That is that is Return of the Jedi. That is one of Yoda's parting words to Luke Skywalker. Uh, very intriguing. Very interesting to hear it here. And, again, we're going to get a little bit of, of, of a connection here between Sanube and Master Yoda right now. So let's, let's play that. Hello, old friend. Greetings, Master Sanube. Padawan Tano, a lesson you have for us today, hmm? Yes. A lesson in patience. Gather round, younglings. Listen to the Padawan, you shall. This weapon is your life, but it is also your responsibility. Don't let it out of your sight. Hey now, hey now. So I, I want to talk about that a little bit because it's not often that we get to meet a Jedi who is is older than Master Yoda. Now, I'm not saying that necessarily that that is the case for Master Sanube, but 
the way they talk to each other, you know, calling him old friend, you would imagine that that Master Sanube has lived for for quite a while and uh, has been a member of the Order for quite a while as well. That's interesting to me. I like that so very, very much. And and if you enjoy Master Sanube, if you have not checked out the uh, there there is a I think it started off as as an audio thing, like you get it on Audible or whatever, um, uh, called Dooku Jedi Lost uh, by by Kevin Scott. And uh, I think they recently put this in book form, so you can pick it up as a book, go to the library, get it on Audible, you know, any any of those various formats. But Master Sanube is in that. Uh, he is in the flashbacks in those sequences where he is uh, one of the, he is the the leader of the Jedi youngling. Uh, uh, I think it's called a Hawkbat clan, uh, whose members include Dooku and Sifo-Dyas. When Obi-Wan reaches Kamino, he discovers that Sifo-Dyas is the Jedi who placed the order, the initial order, for the clone army, for the Grand Army of the Republic. So there's a lot of fun stuff to tie into here, and uh, I think I think it was a really cool move by by Kevin Scott to uh, to include Master Sanube in this Dooku book uh, about you know Dooku's early days as a, as a Padawan, as 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 a, a Jedi in training. Uh, so if you are into into uh, if you are into Master Sanube and want to know a little bit more about him, yeah, head over there, check that out because that's where Sanube is going to crush it <laughs> a lot. Uh, Sanube does does play a role in some other episodes of Star Wars: The Clone Wars coming up. Uh, I can't remember how big a role they are, but yeah, it's, it's not the last time we'll see we'll see this Jedi Master uh, and who I actually uh, what re- rewatching this episode, I was I sort of dismissed him initially when I when I, I remembered watching this the first time around and sort of dismissing Master Sanube. It's just like, ah, he's just an old Jedi guy. Um, no, I really like him in this epi- uh, this time around. I was really fond of, of him, the way he teaches his lessons through action. And uh, yeah, no, I'm a big fan of Master Sanube. So check out that Dooku book if you want to know more. And obviously we'll be talking more about him uh, in his next appearances on, on The Clone Wars. Or I'll at least mention it if he shows up in the background. <laughs> so, yeah, get ready for all that. I think he'll be more substantial than than just a background character on the Clone Wars from this point forward. Though uh, I I don't think we know what his final fate was, and so that to me that is very very interesting that we don't know. Does does he pass before Order sixty six is given, or I mean, do a bunch of clone troopers like plowed you know just shoot this old Jedi right in the face. I, I you know, I don't know. Uh, that's something that seems to be unanswered still uh, in Star Wars, but I am, I am, I find myself to be rather curious about it. Or perhaps he has somehow survived Order 66 and is hiding out somewhere. I guess that's always a possibility, too. All right, let's get out of here. That is the episode. Uh, I like this episode. I, I knock it a little bit because, I, you know, there's there's all that background information between knock, knack movers and Ioni and 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 Cassie and and they don't explore it. They don't really. They leave it up to us to kind of fill in the blanks, which a lot of times I can appreciate. And and for on a surface level, you can enjoy the episode without knowing why the hows and whys of what's going on in that room. Uh, but to me, it it did it did strike me a little funny as like we just walked into like a different show. We just walked into a different movie because we don't know what the heck's going on. And yes, Master Sunui helps helps us all puzzle it out. But I'm very much a like I want the motives. I want to know the I want I want the hows and the whys of how this all came to be. What was going on there? What did what 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 prompted Knack Movers' murder uh, at at the hands of Ioni and, and Cassie? 
And again, you, that information is available, but you have to work for it to find it. It's not actually contained in the episode. So I, I ding it for that. So I give I give the episode a solid seven. It's a it's a it's an episode that that Ahsoka learns a valuable lesson. Uh, we get some fun comedic play, uh, some sort of a you know <laughs> geriatric jokes at the expense of Master Sanube, but he's all good with it because he's still completely of sound mind and body and uh, kicks some booty at the end. You know that 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 uh. His walking stick slash lightsaber is pretty dope. Uh, that'd be the move for me, I think, when I get old. That'll be where I keep my lightsaber. It'll be in my, my cane. Uh, so, yeah, take notes. Take notes. And if anyone, you know, if you if you have the power of the Internet, yeah, you can find anything on the Internet. So a lightsaber as a cane, that could work. That could work. <laughs> all right, enough of that. Let's wrap it up. I want to thank you all so much for hanging out with me on Mondays. The Star Wars The Clone Wars rewatch episodes have been a lot of fun for me, going back and watching shows I haven't seen in probably 10 years. So that's been a lot of fun. I hope you're, hope you're enjoying my breakdowns, my reviews. Uh, hopefully I'm bringing a little bit of analysis to it, uh, at least in, a, in an enjoyable fashion. So I hope you're digging those. So thank you, thank you, thank you for checking us out, supporting us. If you're new to the show, I hope you're digging it, and you'll stick around with us. Uh, we have a whole back catalog you can check out. We have... 69 other episodes that you can check out they're a lot of fun especially when we talk about the mandalorian those are still my favorites i'm not gonna lie i love talking about the mandalorian i love it i love it i love it all right mandavision is a small independent star wars podcast so thank you for all the support be sure to like subscribe share the show with all the friends all the other mandalorians in your covert best way to follow us or to follow me support you know hit me up on social media at mando underscore vision on twitter and instagram email the show mandavisiontom at gmail.com uh, if you have the time, the inclination, and you're on Apple Podcasts, five star reviews. Help us defeat that evil, evil algorithm and spread the word about what we're doing here. Let's help uh, help recruit more bucketheads to the show. I would I would truly, truly appreciate that. And everyone who's done it already, in case I haven't said it, I thank you for t- for taking the time to spread the word about the show. Uh, you are the best. All you listeners who take the time and, and tell people that we're doing good stuff and having a fun time over here on Mandavision. I thank you so very, very much from the bottom of my my uh, my Besker-plated heart. <laughs> All right. You know what's going to happen. It's But the Bad Batch is going to be on Friday. Get ready for that. We're in the home stretch of that show. Oh, baby. This is a, that's a, woo. It's going to be a hootenanny, I'm for sure. For sure. All right. Remember, Star Wars The Clone Wars on Mondays, the Bad Batch on Fridays. And if anything Star Wars related happens in the middle of the week, Bantha Tracks will drop Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. All right. I, my name is Tom. This is Nargai Tom. This is the Man Division Podcast. We will be back very, very soon. And you know, there's only one way this podcast can end. And this is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. <laughs>